What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of All the Best Things. Today, I am super excited for our guest that we have on. He is a, a baseball man through and through, and he's, he's had the opportunity to manage a coach at different levels uh, from community college at Treasure Valley, made his way through uh, a stop at Montana State Billings, and now is a manager in the Minnesota Twins organization. Please give a big warm welcome to Coach Aaron Sutton. Aaron, welcome to the show. Jake, I appreciate you having me on here, man. And thanks for all the kind words. Yeah, absolutely. So like I said in the intro, you've made a couple stops along the way, but tell us tell us your story about how you kind of got involved in coaching in baseball and, and how baseball has become kind of a, a way of life for you. Yeah, man, B- baseball has been really good to me. I've been very fortunate. You know, I think a lot of times people have to really go through some rough patches through their coaching careers to make it. And not to say the road was completely smooth for me, but I was pretty fortunate um, first off as a player, man, I was, I was really lucky. I played for three phenomenal coaches. I was a Ju- Juco player to a division one transfer to a division two. So I made my rounds. Um, all three guys okay. I played for, um, two of them have won national championships at their level. Um, three That's of them awesome. are going to be in the baseball hall of fame from the collegiate baseball standpoint. Um, so I learned a ton from those guys and found, you know, there's more than just playing the game. There's a way of teaching players and a way of life. Um, so okay. I credit a lot of my passion back to just playing for some phenomenal coaches. Um, once I got done playing, though, I, I needed a break. So I, I, stole, I sold insurance. Um, I was cold calling truck drivers trying to sell insurance. And I lasted okay. about one month. And uh, I knew that wasn't going to be for me. So I went back to my alma mater and I, I asked if I could volunteer as an assistant coach. And so I was working for free in my first baseball job and um, learned a lot from uh, Rick Bauman over at Treasure Valley. Okay. And uh, when I was there, he kind of said, Hey, you know, Sadie, when, if you get your master's um, I'll retire and uh, I'll turn the program over to you. And so it took me two years and um, I was bartending and um, getting my master's driving to Boise, Idaho, which was about an hour away and um, coaching baseball on top of it. And, and I learned a lot along the way there and, and been very fortunate that he retired and gave me the, the head job there. And um, I spent five or uh, four seasons as the head coach at Treasure Valley, and then very okay. lucky I got an opportunity to go to Montana State Billings. Um, and, I, and I think it kind of goes back to like who you know, because um, Rob Bishop was a head coach. He'd taken the job at South Dakota State, and he was calling me for players. And I kind of asked him who was getting his job, and he got my foot in the door there and um, had a great time in Montana. And then again, a couple guys that I've known through the baseball world. Um, I've worked for the Minnesota Twins the last couple of years, and, and they kind of referenced my name. and. One day I got a text message from Alex Hassan, who's our director of player development, and, and off we were running. And um, this was my first year in professional baseball and uh, learning a ton, enjoying the heck out of it and excited to see what comes next. Yeah, that's awesome. Quite the year to be your first year. Um, that leads me to my next question. Um, you've had the opportunity, like you said, to coach at all different levels. Tell us a little bit about some of the consistencies you found from the JUCO level to uh, Montana State Billings and even up to uh, the level you're at now, what are some consistencies and what are some major differences in, in the style of play and, and your coaching style maybe? Yeah, I think, you know, at every level, you're going to see a lot of consistencies. Um, some of the ones that really stick out to me is the game's simple. Like teams that can catch the baseball, throw the baseball, pitchers throw strikes and hitters make solid contact. Um, those teams usually win. And um, I think at every level, you could get more into the details. Um, obviously, at the professional level, we have access to so much information. 
Um, but it really sums right. it up to those, those four things. Um, so that's one thing that I would say doesn't change within our game. Um, okay. Other similarities, I would say, you know, there's no substitute for hard work. Like wherever you go, the players I've seen from American Legion baseball to the professional level, the best players like to work and they've gotten there for a reason um, because they show up every day with a plan, with a purpose, and they're ready to get after it. And you, you always appreciate the guys now that I've been able to see the best of the best. They still have that same type of work mentality um, and, and you enjoy coming to work to work with those guys every day. And I'd say, go ahead. Sorry, Jake. Oh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> and, and I would say one last similarity that I, I've kind of yeah. noticed is um, players want to be connected to something bigger than themselves. You know, I think in high school and college, like you're playing for the state championship and a chance to compete for a national championship. And, and that doesn't change here at the professional level. Um, they're obviously it's their job and they're doing it full time. But at the end of the day, like they want to win a World Series championship and they want to be great teammates and, and they want to be be connected to their teammates and coaches. And um, that was one thing I was a little concerned with coming into professional baseball. But you definitely get the feel, at least in our organization, very fortunate with the Minnesota Twins and what yeah. they preach and what we do. So love it. Yeah, I love it. Um, that kind of leads into the next question. What is the major difference, I guess, between uh, maybe a pro level player and then something that college players maybe lack the experience in or haven't put the time in yet? Is it, is it a timing thing, really? Or, or what do you feel is kind of the number one attribute to getting a guy to the major league level? I think getting them there is it's skill. I mean, it's talent. Okay. Um, okay. I always questioned that when I was a junior college coach and coaching the MSU Billings. I mean, we were fortunate enough to have two guys drafted out of Billings, but okay. I mean, I coached some really good players and you talk to scouts and you'd always wonder like, why, why didn't this guy get a chance? I think he could really play. Um, mm -hmm. Now being around it more like the guys, you got to have the talent. And, you know, I think yeah. you always looked at guys like, Oh, this guy's a really good player, but you know, he, he's five, nine and 165 pounds. Um, right. I'm seeing these guys that are six foot four, 220 pounds, and they're 18 years old from the Dominican Republic, like they can really, really play and they have the physical yeah. attributes. So it's not a knock on, on guys that are good players. Um, but we have to understand like our organizations are trying to put together a major league baseball team. Um, so the guys got to have the body, they got to have the skill set, they got to be able to play at that speed of the game. Um, otherwise, they're going to be a poor team. So, right. Right. I got gotcha. you. Um, in, in kind of a, a general baseball fan's mind, all they hear about is pitchers throwing 95 plus uh, hitters on TV. If you're watching, they're talking about launch angle and uh, exit velo and things like that. What in your eyes is the most important thing for a pitcher to focus on or not a pitcher, but any player to focus on, whether you're a hitter or a pitcher, is it getting to that 95 mark when you're thrown off the mound or is it, paying more attention to your exit velocity with, with making contact and things like that. What, what is the, the focal point? If you're coaching guys at your level right now, are you teaching them you got to be 95 plus or you're not, you're not going to make it. I can't imagine that's the way you're going about things. No. And, and that's, that's the issue is, you know, we, we have access to so much information as far as social media goes and you, and you see guys right. posting videos of themselves hitting off a tee 108 mile an hour exit speed or a guy throwing a running gun at 100 miles an hour and i mean at, at some point yes we have to train to move fast and, and we're trying to reach those goals but at the end of the day like we have to remember all those all those numbers are just measurements 
Um, it's yeah. no difference than like lifting in the weight room. Like we're, we're trying to get better, but, but there's a process to that as far as how we, we coach our players. Um, if sure. you throw hundred miles an hour and you don't throw strikes, like you're not getting on the mound for us. Like That's um, true. Will, that, will that get you more attention? Yes. No question. But at some point, like you have to refine those skills to be able to play the game of baseball. Um, the same goes for hitters. Like I, I might be able to hit off a tee at hundred miles an hour, but the swing doesn't work. There's no adjustability. I can't hit a breaking ball. Um, those things all come to play. So, I mean, those having the exit velocity and having the, the velo guns and, and how we train our players is great to have, because again, it's a measurement for us to see if we're getting better, but there's, yeah. there's so much more that goes into the training of, of our athletes and how we develop them as baseball players. So okay. I think you hear guys talk about, oh, this, we're, tr we're training a launch angle swing and that, that's not what we're doing. Like we're, we're trying to mm -hmm. get the guy to consistently score the ball up line drive, which happens to be between 10 to 35 degree angles, right? So yeah. I mean, it's just the yeah. way we, we, I guess, communicate that information to players and parents. Um, yeah. But I'm, I'm a big believer in it. I mean, I'm a big believer in having external cues, having goals for players to reach. Um, sure. If they, it's kind of like running the uh, four minute mile, right? Like back then, like yeah. nobody thought it was attainable. And, and now you see guys throwing harder, you see guys hitting the ball harder. Now it's attainable. Yeah. So people believe they can do it. So let's show them along that path of development, how they can yeah. reach the goals. Gotcha. Next question is more on a personal level. There's so much analytics in baseball. Now I would say in the last 10 to 20 years, like you said, some of those stats that are measurables have come more and more into play. Are you a numbers guy by nature? Or have you had to learn over the years of your involvement in baseball to, to kind of better understand all those stats? Cause I mean, I'm a diehard baseball fan, but some of the stats they throw at us, I'm like, how do you even measure that? You know, like what I can't wrap my brain around it. So how have you had the opportunity to, to wrap your brain around some of those stats? You know, it, it's funny because I've, I've always been into numbers and we've always utilized it um, in a very like rudimentary way, even during my junior college days on how we would track things and chart things. Um, I always would call guys and ask questions because they had access to say TrackMan and Rapsodo and those types of programs. Yeah. Um, so you had to get yeah. kind of creative and, and handy with like a jugs gun and, and a pocket radar and, and find ways to train your guys in those, in those areas. But okay. um, once I got into professional baseball and that was one thing I, I they told me like, Hey, study, like you're going to get into this. You're going to have access to all this information. Um, so I've, I've really been on that like learning curve of, of taking in all that information, asking questions. Um, but I would tell you, it's all really great information. I think the yeah. way we evaluated players um, in the minor league system off of batting average and slugging percentage, um, there's just a so much more efficient way to do that. And pitchers with ERA, now we're able to like measure how good a pitcher does regardless of the outcome behind them. So it doesn't rely on if you have a good outfield out there or if the wind's blowing hard that day. Um, so I think it gives us a very true measurement of who's performing well um, and okay. who's just an average player. So people that are against sabermetrics and all that, I would just yeah. recommend to them like to do a deeper dive and really dive into what the numbers mean and, and how they can give us a truer like evaluation of a player's value. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, and then, so I assume you were um, recruiting and stuff when you were at the community college and uh, MSU Billings there. What is now, you don't do so much recruiting at, at the level you're at now, but how are you evaluating players and making sure that they're a right fit for your team? 
Yeah, I, I think it's a different it's a different kind of makeup as far as you get to choose your players in college. And we have a, a huge organization and a phenomenal scouting department who does their research. And, and our front office is, is just outstanding as far as communicating to us um, yeah. who, are, who are our top prospects and who are guys that are kind of on the cusp. And, and we have to kind of go about our business that way. And um, that's just kind of the nature of the game is when you're a first rounder, like, we need you to get your reps and we need you to develop quickly and we project yeah. you to be a big leaguer. So I would say from an evaluation standpoint, like we're there more as a support staff. Um, we're trying to make sure that they're ready to play. They're, they're getting what they need every single day. Um, whereas in college, like you're writing the script every day for these guys. And what we're trying to get these guys to do is to build their own routines. Um, so when they get there, they know exactly what they need every day to perform at the highest level. So the evaluation doesn't come in as much because, I mean, okay. our front office does a phenomenal job. Like they're right. obviously watching film, they're doing research, they're checking in, they're flying into the affiliates to watch guys play. Um, and then they ask us for their advice as far as, hey, how, how's this guy performing? How's his routines? Has he shown up every day, every day with great energy? How is he as a teammate? Because um, I think all those things really matter, you know, and it's not just a numbers game for us. To go back to our last okay. question, we, we, we input so many numbers and statistics for these guys. But uh -huh. at the end of the day, if, if we want to have a, a great team that's going to win at a high level, like we need great teammates, we need great people, we need guys to gel. And, um, so when they get out there, um, they're ready to compete together for the ultimate goal of winning a baseball game. Yeah, excellent. I love it. I love it. Uh, we're going to get into just a, a little segment I've kind of started. They're quicker questions, more personal, though, not necessarily about your team or anything like that. Uh, just to better, better get to know you and, and things like that for those watching or, or listening. Cool. Uh, so are you ready for it? I'm ready to roll, man. You're going to fire. Uh, okay. Open. Yeah. I'm just going to fire some questions at you. You don't have to give in-depth explanations or anything like that. Just kind of the first thing that, that comes to your head. So, uh, right off the top, we're going to go favorite food while you're on the road. I know this season was a little bit weird. Um, minor league system wasn't I don't know if you guys even played at all this year. Did you this, this summer? Yeah, no games. We had, we had an instructional okay. league, um, where we got to okay. just kind of play ourselves down here in Fort Myers. Okay, so in a normal setting, I'll, I'll lead with that. In a normal setting, what is your, your favorite food to eat while you guys are, are traveling on the road playing your series? Man, win or loss after the game? Uh, we'll, go, we'll go one of each. Pick <laughs> one of each. Yeah, if you win, you're excited, man. You probably like to go out and get a nice steak, you know? Yeah, okay. Uh, if you're losing, you're probably going to order pizza, get back to the hotel room and figure out what you need to do better the next day. Okay. I love it. I love it. Away from baseball, uh, favorite place to vacation with the family? Hawaii, for sure. Our family okay. loves getting on the beach. Uh, my father-in-law, he goes there a couple times a year and he's been, we've been fortunate. He's taken us a few times and um, every chance we can get, we, we like to head over that way. I love it. I love it. Uh, favorite thing to do away from baseball, whether it's, you know, hanging out with the family or maybe uh, uh, something that you guys do in your spare time. What, what is your favorite time away from baseball? Being with my sons, um, I've got a five-year-old okay. son named Decker and a uh, six-month-old baby named Seeger, and okay. spending time with them. Um, Decker's in coach pitch baseball now, so I've been able to get out there and run around with him and, and play some ball. And um, I never thought I'd be a full-time dad, stay at home, but through COVID, okay. I, I was a stay-at-home dad with our youngest son, Seeger, and, and I enjoyed every second of that. So um, if we have spare time, that's what I'm trying to do is soak up the family time as much as I can. 
Okay, love it. And you've had a little bit more time on your hands. You did mention the, the two younger boys there of yours, but do you guys spend a lot of time watching movies or anything on Netflix or, or anything like that? Do you have a favorite show you guys are watching? Hey, man, it's my, my oldest, Decker. Uh, he, he loves yeah. Netflix. We got to limit that time, right? But okay. um, I would say he, his big go-to show right now is uh, Dragon Riders and okay. a lot of Octonauts. So we're, we're definitely sitting down and watching a little bit of that with him when we can. Becoming an Octonauts expert. I love it. I love it. Report, man. If you watch Octonauts, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Do you guys uh, listen to music while you're in the clubhouse or at practice? And if so, what kind of music and, and who are some of the artists that are always on the playlist? Music everywhere we go, man. We're bumping okay. music in the bus, on the practice field, pregame BP, yeah. and, and we like everything. So okay. I would say, guys, for me, if I got the choice of the playlist that day, you're going to hear some yeah. Turnpike Troubadours, some Cody okay. Johnson, some Ryan Bingham. Um, yeah. if the players are on there. You're definitely going to hear a little bit more of a, a rap mix. Um, I'm getting attuned to uh, some Latin <laughs> music now as well. So okay. uh, if it sounds good and you can, and you can move the body to it, like I'm all in for it. Love it. Love it. And then last one I've got for you. Um, if you were to write a letter to your younger self, just sharing some advice or maybe uh, teaching yourself a lesson before it maybe happens, something that you've experienced, what's that letter going to say? Man, going back to my, my younger self, um, mm -hmm. I'd keep it pretty simple. You know, I, I would probably tell myself, you know, coach them hard and, and love them harder. You know, I, I feel okay. like as a young coach, um, you're really trying to learn and, and you're trying to be great at the baseball side of things and sure. accomplished a lot of really good things as a program for our players. Um, but yeah. to love them even harder to build those relationships. Um, you know, I used to be a guy like you had to call me coach and we had so many team rules and, um, now it's, hey, call me Suddy, uh, come in, let's talk, let's sit down in the office and it doesn't have to be about right. baseball. I tell our players I love them, I hug them. Because um, I think more now than ever, um, these kids got it hard, man. And I, I think as, as coaches, we have to realize, number one, like how hard the game of baseball is, but also right. the, the different backgrounds that they come from. And um, I, was, I was talking to a good friend of mine the other day and he said, you know, growing up, like, everybody would always tell us your grandparents, your aunts and uncles, your parents, like how hard they had it. And we don't know mm -hmm. how hard they had it. I think it's finally turned to the point where like I look at my kids and I'm going to be able to tell them like, you're going to have it much harder than I did. Um, we're yeah. in this weird change of, of our society and we've got to prepare those guys. Um, so I think loving them harder and, and helping them along their struggles, because there's going to be a lot of struggles would be something that I would really want to advise my younger self, um, especially as a, a young junior college coach. I love it. I love it. And yeah, like I said, that's all I had for you. I'm, I'm glad that I had the opportunity to sit down and kind of pick your brain a little bit. We got to know a little bit more about you. Um, is there somewhere we can follow uh, the team you're coaching through the Twins organization and um, on social media? Are you guys, are you guys pretty active during the, the downtime and off season? Yeah, the, the Fort Myers Mighty Muscles. Um, there we go. All of those guys. I think it might be one of the most unique minor league mascots. Um, we just changed the name over this year. We're excited about it. I think we have uh, some cutoff jerseys. So we'll have like Flex Fridays and things like that. So a okay. lot of fun at the ballpark. If anyone wants to get on and look, uh, check out the Mighty Muscles over in Fort Myers. Okay, I love it. And again, thank you, Aaron, for, for spending some time. Um, feel free to, yeah, for those watching and listening, I, I thank you so much for sharing some of your knowledge and insight into the game of baseball. I mean, you're so, so involved in baseball that it was awesome to, to kind of talk to somebody that's fully immersed in it. And, and yeah, I just thank you so much. 
Yeah, Jake, I appreciate you having me on and very fortunate and, and excited to get the chance to, to hear back on uh, what we talked about today. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you again.